all in your mind. All in your mind. All in your mind. All in your mind. Hello again, this is Scott McCormick, graphic audio director and historian. Last time we addressed the improv stylings of one Mr. Eric Messner. This time, we're taking a look at Yasmin Toison. While we don't have many outtakes of Yasmin because she's such a consummate professional, she would never dare waste her time the way Eric does, what we do have is a collection of clips demonstrating the masterful way in which Yasmin Toison handles accents and creates characters in an audio world. So sit back and enjoy what I would like to call a panoply of Yasmin. That doesn't make any sense. Mama, I don't think Papa meant we was gonna eat cotton. It sounds like a Pee Wee Herman magic word. <laughs> Your grandmother lives, Lily. Harry was not hurt. We was just... <laughs> Me and Billy! We was just... <laughs> I don't care who you are, the answer's no. And feel free to throw in a few go to hell and over my dead body while you're about it. Now go away and stop bothering me or I'll drop kick you through the nearest window. And then we also have our famous Devil's Own Horseback, which is dates and blue cheese wrapped in a slice of beef. <laughs> you saved me from that brute. <laughs> oh, yes. He says you are looking for a ranchero. You are less to me than the filth beneath my feet, and if you even dare to dream about me, I'll give you nightmares you'll never forget. That's him! That's him! Arrest the bomb! That no good bomb! That's him! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome! Welcome to another episode of All in Your Mind. And as you might have guessed from that little teaser, in addition to uh, Rick Rowan, myself, and Dwayne Beeman behind the glass, say hi, Dwayne. Sup? We have and uh, and flying to my right, we have uh, Scott McCormick. Namaste. But our very very special guest is uh, the delightful Yasmin Toison. Hey. Well, <laughs> Welcome, Yasmin. Thank you. So how did it feel listening to uh, that uh, mashup of, of, of all of your uh, toil and blood, sweat, and tears? Uh, but there's a lot of tears. It made me realize how much, how much crying I do. I was spoiled for crying, actually. Uh, that was the one thing I noticed was you cry in almost every book. Am I, am, am I the resident and sometimes crier? sometimes in the book, actually. Well, you know, it's, it's more the nature of the books we do that there's a lot of crying, both in front of and behind the mic. But uh, no, I, was, I, 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 I put that together this afternoon, and I have to say, I, I had so many clips I could have chosen. You, you are a chameleon, lady. I mean, the, at least in tears. Well, that, 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 that. well. Uh, speaking of her, uh, Yasmin's uh, chameleonic nature, let's uh, let's do a quick rundown of some characters that she's played oh, from titles, and I'm gonna just try to pronounce some of these, and uh, and we'll see how close I get. Okay. Well, uh, uh, first thing I worked on Yasmin with, I'm pretty sure, was when was in uh, DC Comics, uh, where she played Holly Robinson in Countdown, DC Comics Countdown. 
Uh, that was one of the first things you did for us all together, right? Probably. It was like the first year. Well, let's uh, let, tell you what. Let me go through the, the entire list, and then we'll, and then, we'll, uh, then we'll go through whatever we feel like. So right. Holly Robinson uh, from Countdown. Catriona Taggart from A Forest Kingdom Saga. Darcy from the Demon Trilogy. Shusha, maybe, from Rogue so. Angel number 32. Also, uh, The Huntress. Uh, we, uh, for those of you who haven't heard uh, Batman No Man's Land, uh, we won't spoil any more aspects of that character than necessary. Uh, she was also White Ash in People of the Earth, Tia in the Lightbringer White, trilogy. White what? White Ash. Okay. Ash. <laughs> Pronunciation is the it's key important. to our business, right? And I, I, Daughter of White Smoke. I'm sure if you replay that, Dwayne, you'll you'll know that I said I just like I just Ash. wanted to make sure, yeah, Rick. Yeah, that's yeah. all. That, that's good. Yes. Well, clarity is is important. <laughs> she also she also played Santana in Nuclear Bombshell Number Four, uh, Relka in the Goblin Trilogy, Jackie or Jackie in Once in a Blue Moon, Jasmine in Ghostfinders Number Four, and of course. She-Hulk. Yes. Uh, but she didn't get to say... Gen Smash! <laughs> cool. Well, let's go through some of that. Um, uh, so, uh, okay. Well, we, um, let's start with Countdown. What the heck? Uh, that was one of the first things you did for us. Um, yeah. Uh, do you, what do you remember about Holly Robinson? Uh, mostly I remember there was all the exertion vocals because there was like... I, th- I think I spent a long time in the ocean. And you're like, okay, now you're, you're still swimming. Okay, now you're drowning. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're... <laughs> Okay, can you? And there was a point where I actually got lightheaded, and we had to take a break because I'd done a million like pants yep. in a row. Yeah, there's always a, you know when we do a lot of physicals, which happens all the time. There, there comes a point where we go, okay, let's let's stop hyperventilating and take a take a moment. See, to I don't I don't think you should take the break until they pass out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get some good body fall fully out of that. That's true. Uh, but yeah, that's true. That, you know, and, and especially the comic book stuff. There's a lot of jumping, and as you said, yeah, there's so many. Ex- that, it was probably stuff. more exertion vocals than there were actually words. <laughs> and that's and that's usually <laughs> that's true. That's probably true. Uh, there was actually I, my favorite was um, one of the first times I worked with Rose. I can't remember what, it was. There was like a pixie, and in the character description it said Irish accent. And then I looked at the pixie's actual lines, and it was just four lines of being on fire. And, <laughs> and, and so we kind of thought, I was like, uh, uh, how would you like to do do that as a, with an Irish accent? She asked me to do Swedish once, yeah. and I wanted to prove myself to her so much. I laughed with a Swedish accent. Which th- what did that sound like? What did like? that sound? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> I was also trying to do a it's Swedish good. accent for Nan once, and I was trying to do it without sounding like the Swedish chef. It's really hard. It's hard to do. Yeah. Well, you know, if anyone's up for the challenge, I, I think it's you. That's why we bring you in, because you're not afraid of anything. Because anybody. I can cry in any language. <laughs> in any accent. Yes. Now I could probably cry in Irish. <laughs> oh, well, now you've set yourself up. Uh, oh, well, well Rose's, uh, <laughs> when I did Irish Flaming Pixie, uh, her, her <laughs> description... <laughs> that was my favorite band, band name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell Nan to add it to the They played list. my prom. I was there. <laughs> Damn it, we couldn't get them for our prom. Well, you just have to spend the money. <laughs> I know, we didn't have the money. Um, her, her, her description of uh, how I was... Are you going that was that was her. That was good. You cleared up now. Now I have both headphones working. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of speaking of, of, of uh, what uh, uh, Forest Kingdom saga? Did I come close in the character? Uh, uh, oh yeah, Katrina Taggart. Katrina Taggart. Yeah. She was uh, she was in charge of the castle. She was right. the defender against the 
the strange magic that was running amok. And and uh, Terrence asked you to channel one specific Di- actress. Diana Rigg. Yeah. Yeah. Which I can't remember how I did. I just always kind of like thought before. I thought of the Avengers before every take. <laughs> a different type of A Avengers. different type of Avengers. <laughs> yeah, I noticed sometimes that Nora Blackman would show up. I don't know how that happened. It yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, but what every time I saw it, I, the, the, um, there's a Scottish cop show called Taggart. And in college, I had a Scottish friend, and there was a guy in the hall who would just call her Taggart because she was Scottish, and she would always just go, "Stop calling me Taggart!" And um, so every time we did recorded this, I would see the name Taggart, and I just want to start every take with, "Stop calling me Taggart!" So you were a bully. That's <laughs> what you're telling us. Yeah, uh, I was a bully. You're bullying this girl. You're calling her Taggart. No, no, what? no. It was a friend on the hall who called called her. Taggart. Oh, the friend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it wasn't Me. you bullying anyone. Yes, yeah, Jasmine no. was just a. a I didn't know enough about. She Scottish was an innocent. Did you see something and say something? No. <laughs> Kids, if you see something, say something. Thank you. Well, there wasn't that kind of awareness of, of bullying uh, as as a social uh, phenomenon. Uh, what are you talking about? She just got out of college. <laughs> we both did. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. <laughs> but I, I, I remember you. You uh, you go from, like, loyal servant to being married to the king by the end of that book. Not to spoil anything. Oh. You've had five years. But... <laughs> But I mean, that was that there are was, plenty of people who are new to to graphic audio. This well, may be their their the first podcast they listen to, and you've and you've totally uh, spoiled it. Forget what I just said. <laughs> Get on the wayback machine. Yeah, we need to break out the mind eraser again. Yeah, <laughs> but but uh, you were you were you were great. I, uh, speaking of someone, before I started working here, I actually listened to the product. Yeah, you were you were just sort of a fan yourself. And Forest point. Kingdom Saga. Yeah, no, and you were in a lot of. I mean. Terrence pretty much put together a, a troupe of actors for that, and I think you were pretty much in every one after that, the Hawk and Fisher series. And, oh, uh, yeah. And I miss Hawk and Fisher. That was a good series. Yeah. Oh, that's Simon R. Green. Well, we're eventually, we, we, we'll be uh, completing the entire oeuvre of Simon R. Green, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we keep adding more and more to our, uh, to our repertoire. Okay, so he's, he's the Ghostfinders. He I does do Ghostfinders. He did Deathstalker. Um, How did I miss Deathstalker? Uh, it was pretty early on when we did oh. Deathstalker. It was one of the first, uh, outside of that initial uh, Gold Eagle uh, quartet of, of, of titles that we did, it was mm-hmm. one of the first that we brought on. And uh, um, So it was before your time. You were oh. still in college. I was still in college. <laughs> <laughs> or, or in high school or grade school. I was or whatever, doing my gap year. Whatever the story is this time. Yes. She was, she was, she was au pairing in, in Sweden. <laughs> I was. <laughs> learning I was. the accent. What about Demon Trilogy? Yeah, uh, that's a big. That's a big oh Darcy. Uh, hit for us. Oh yeah, I like being Darcy because she's like blunt and lacking in finesse of any kind. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like doing those. What uh, do you remember? Like what Darcy sounds like. Yeah, it, she's it, she had a kind of a West. Well, the the guideline was West Virginia accent, but I, I right. just remember I would always say things like "creator." <laughs> she was really well amazed by a lot of stuff. <laughs> She was very awesome. If yeah. You, if you if you could see what's going on right now, her teeth have moved forward in her mouth. Her eyes have taken on a dull glaze. Kind of like the alien. And she's hunched over right now. I I I. I this we, is the real me. This is what, <laughs> you know, when you, when you're when you're directing, you don't really get to stare into the booth to see what's going on. No, so it's like seeing a this this transformation. This you this, need a booth cam. <laughs> I don't think we well, want that. It's bad enough we have audio on you. I don't want to think about having video. We talked That's about true. That, I don't actually. either. 
There was a there was a movement at one time to put in a booth cam, and it, it, who knows? It may, uh, it may come back. Cause more ill than good. Yeah, that's what we that's what we figured. That's why it never came about. Well, I started doing my lines pantless, so it's good that I knew that that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. For and I started concerned. doing my lines wearing Scott's extra pants. <laughs> that's where they went. Wow. So that's a movie I don't think anybody wants in their mind. It's in their mind. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> Uh, Nan wanted us to talk about this. Uh, this oh this yeah, yeah, Filipino yeah. Warrior now, queen. did I get it right? Was that oh, yeah. Shusha? I think it was Shusha. Nan would know. I, she remembers. I. Don't. She was a warrior queen. And, warrior but, queen. But you get to use some of your ethnic heritage on that. one. Well, supposedly, and she was like, "Oh, well, you know, you probably know more Filipino because I'm half Filipino." She was like, "You probably know more Filipinos and could get the accent." But I still had to watch videos on YouTube. Yeah, I'm sure. For, because I was like, "Well, how would my dad say that?" I don't know. Really? My dad's you not a warrior queen. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my well, that's true. So, you know, <laughs> if, if we're talking about, you know, like driving or cooking and things you like that. You can do it in I conversational could probably do, yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, to try exactly. and kind of say, you know, like to give challenges and throw down the gauntlet, that, that required some, some YouTubing. And to fight with a Filipino <laughs> accent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it slipped into Irish now and again. Did it? No, I don't know. Oh, that's possible. Yeah. What? Okay. Well, uh, well, what would uh, just just conversationally? What what would, what does a Filipino accent sound sound like for our listeners? Um. The, well, the classic thing, and and this actually took a lot more practice than I thought was. Uh, you know, um, there's a tendency to conflate the P's and F's, mm-hmm. and then B's and V's. So, like, if you were going to say, um, I, there, I remember there was a line, I, I will give no quarter. And it, it had to kind of be like, I will give no quarter! And it, so... It's, it, well, the first time I heard it when I was listening to yeah. it was some, uh, some uh, World War II movie. <laughs> and I was listening to and it sounded very uh, Hispanic to me. It sounded, my first, it, right. a lot of the well, enunciators seemed... Which they were colonized by the Spanish, Spanish for exactly. ages. So there's a lot of that that's in, exactly. wormed its and way And a lot in of there. American. And drift into it too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As long as America has that yeah. basis in the Philippines too. Yeah. Well, and if you, it's weird, even though um, English isn't as prevalent in the Philippines as it as it used to be, um, you will still go to the Philippines and see billboards that are mostly in Tagalog, and then there'll be one English word. You know. Yeah. Well, like, that's yeah, yeah. That's exactly. like like any country. Yeah, yeah, it's that, just gotten you know, sucked into the English vernacular. has become yeah the lingua franca in a lot of ways. Well, yeah. Do you, can you still speak any Tagalog? Oh, I could never speak any Tagalog. That was the problem. If I were okay. raised speaking Tagalog, that would have been a lot easier to, to get the accent. But my mom's American, so... That's a common thing, and, you know, that the language gets lost right in that first yeah. generation. It's like because the, cause the parents, the immigrants' uh, parents come in and they yeah. want their kids to assimilate. They yeah. don't want them to be the Well, for fish. friends of mine who have both uh, Filipino parents, it's... I mean, they actually understand and speak some Tagalog because their parents will speak it to each other right. and speak it to them. It, but I because, guess it depends if there's a community around. Yeah, and well, yeah. but because my mom what doesn't speak any, my dad would just speak English to the house. Oh, so because okay. he grew up speaking English, so it's just oh, okay. as natural. So okay, that makes yeah. sense. That so. makes sense. I can recognize it if I hear it, but I just can't understand what's being said. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, moving down the list, um, No Man's Land. Uh, oh, wait. oh, I guess we have to sort of spoil something to talk about because it, it is yeah. a great story. Yeah. All right, yeah. all right, go ahead, go ahead. Well, oh. um, let's just say she, uh, you were playing Batgirl. Yes, I was. I was playing Batgirl for a while, and and at first, you know, we decided we made the choice to go with a classic Batman voice, and then we well, were... we had to dis- we had to disguise the voice. 
Right. So we were figuring out how do we disguise the voice. Right. And and, and so he started I to do. Kind of chose a traditional, you know, <laughs> Batman direction with the raspy voice. And then we realized, like, five minutes into the scene, it was actually a scene between Batgirl and Batman. So everybody, everybody, everybody would saying, be like, swear to me. No, you swear. <laughs> Want to go for coffee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a nice place around the corner. Do they have soy milk? <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, that that couldn't play. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what we decided, but it was fun. Well, we went with an effect, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think. okay. So, um, which made sense. Yeah. And also at the time, uh, one of the things that was that was a uh, at the time, because the Batgirl's costume changed so often. Um, I had to wear different clothes for every <laughs> take in the booth. Well, from our perspective, it was a difference of whether she had a full face mask or not. Oh, Because right. that affected the sound, or at least in, in graphic audio, it affects the sound. If you put something, if I put, you put something over your face, it affects the sound. Um, and we kind of forgot about that, so we had to do a, a post production effect, which mm. which is never as plausible to me but it but it, it was as when they actually make me wear the mask exactly. in the booth. Exactly. The big problem was she couldn't read through the mask. It wasn't so much <laughs> as a mask as a sack. And yeah. uh, and Jasmine's got a beautiful face and I don't think putting a sack on her is fair. That's true. Even in Plus, audio. you know, even in the air conditioned booth it gets a little hot. And I will I will disdain from some tawdry joke about the sack. Um <laughs> we will move on. Yet, yet you didn't avoid this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, we'll move on to fun. Dwayne's favorite role, White Ash, <laughs> from People of the Earth. <laughs> uh, you don't remember much about that, do you? I just remember it was like we would schedule three-hour sessions, or like sessions long enough that it required a lunch break. Yeah, well, those are which, good. Yeah, which are few and far between. Nowadays, it means moving your car. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah, true, yeah. it does. It might have even involved moving my car back then. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, yeah, I just remember it was like a, a long time. And just to, in, in all of those books, it involved a lot of walking. I think the, the story involved, like, walking probably from Saskatchewan to Arizona or something like that. Right. Like, well, some, something well, they, similarly long. Well, that was the, the nature of the culture. They yeah. were a, a migratory culture. Yeah. Um, a lot of walking, a lot of getting caught in snow, a lot of getting beat <laughs> up, I think. But in spite of all that, these yeah. were very compelling stories, I should say. <laughs> in fact, one of, one of the, the, lo- the uh, hidden gems in the, in the graphic audio catalog if 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 you want to uh, take the time to seek those out and, and give those a listen um, I'm speaking of course to our audience right now do because they're they're um, uh, they're not one of our more popular series for whatever reason mm-hmm. but they're extremely well written they were um, they were very good for, this stories. is the forgotten this is the forgotten past series, right. exactly right? the forgotten past series which was all prehistoric uh, Native American cultures yeah. Dwayne where would one get that www.graphicaudio.net. Very good. Ding. No, I mean, the, did I, you finish your lunch yet, Dwayne? Oh yeah, I finished um, my cookies. Oh, your cookies. Yeah, That's I was eating was. cookies. Yeah. Cookies for lunch. What kind of cookies, Dwayne? Uh, double stuff Oreos. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fat boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not lonely around here. <laughs> But yeah, the Forgotten Earth series was 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 a was a great. I mean, and, and I think the thing was, 
and it has almost all the elements of a great graphic audio story. Oh that, yeah, I oh, mean right. the magic and the and the and the action. And I mean it was very intense. I mean yes, it was based on historical records, but there were so many. Well, it's all it's historical conjecture. Yeah, I mean the, the, none of the stories are anything that you know that was you know the actual story was written down. It was the culture that what we know of those cultures of the time. What what uh, artifacts. Um, the mound builders, right, the, um, early um, the the Mississippi uh, a culture that that actually wasn't a migratory culture. It was actually, uh, I mean, Nan could speak at great length about this better than I. I just do recommend that series to mm-hmm. to our listeners. Um, there was uh, one series that was really good about um, it had a very long, extended. Um, uh, not quite subplot, but about dreaming, in which one of the char- like several of the characters changed identities due to oh, like you know vision quest. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The dreams they had about uh, from different gods, and that that one was really. I don't remember if it was People of the Earth. I don't think so, but it was a really, really fascinating. Yeah. I got to play a were human, a skinwalker in that series, and I remember, I remember there was right, a lot. Mean, there was a lot of panting. Does a were human become a person? It was a skinwalker. Who gave him so Skinwalker is the the Native American version of a werewolf story. Okay, okay. So I and then uh, I transformed it into a dire wolf, which is uh, a very, wolf that's got a prehistoric. It's wolf. A, more it's, emergency. It's yeah, a, it's, uh, a, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a it's a wolf who's a big fan of Dire Straits. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an over it's wow. overly sized wolf that went extinct a very long time ago. Wow. But uh, yes. Yeah, they're dire wolves in Game of Thrones. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Okay. Um, but uh, the the uh, the beautiful thing about about uh, Yasmin is she takes these and she looks at them. <laughs> you hardly need to give you any notes. I mean, yeah. I mean, as far as building Which is a good, character, I'm musically ignorant. <laughs> Ignorance is something that needs to be cured <laughs> <laughs> or cherished because it is bliss. Well, or chi- pickled children, and then smoked. Children are often <laughs> ignorant. Yes. But but you you come in and you've made choices, which is something which which all the greats do. You know, I look at you. I, I see a young Catherine Hepburn. I sit down in the booth and I say, "Salad." One of the things that <laughs> Nan, uh, uh, Yasmin is one of our adapters, and and uh, Nan Savard is always telling me about little notations and character comments that Yasmin leaves in when, when descriptions of characters. And one of her favorite was describing one particular female character in a book as a wind chime. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Which told you everything you needed to know. Is that now? Was that original? Did you get that from somewhere? Uh, no, it, was, it, it actually it's terrible. I was based on um, somebody I I knew and I didn't really know her in college. I took a class with somebody in college who was just very tall and lithe, and she had very long hair, and and we were in an acting <laughs> class together. And I really don't often like to think of people, uh, you know, I don't like to disparage people without really getting to know them. But like, I would just always look at her and I was thinking, oh, you're kind of dumb, aren't you? <laughs> and and I just remember one day she was standing there and the teacher was giving her notes and she was just kind of swaying back and forth, kind of going, uh-huh. And I just remember thinking, oh, she's a windshine. <laughs> just, everything just goes right through her. And that's, that's, awesome. that's kind of, yeah. And that's how I live my life. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and I'm a bit of a well, wind chime sometimes. Wind chimes can be beautiful. Yeah, and they're fun to play. i got to say, yeah. as characters, the dumb characters oh, are yeah. the most fun to play. Yeah. Well, there's a politically incorrect term for those type of characters that, that, that we had a collection of for a while. Everybody getting to play the, the intellectually challenged characters uh, oh. that they've embraced. Uh. 
And feel free to edit any, any of that out if, if you like, Dwayne. Uh, <laughs> or we could do a clip show. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Probably most of them are made. That would be, yeah, we, we, that would have to be a pay-per-view type it of kind thing. Of, like, all, <laughs> all of Yasmin's crying dumb characters. <laughs> It'll just be called Dumb Show. One of my, one of the favorite, my favorite fantasies that that I'm aware of that I actually didn't don't direct, didn't direct. All I, I'm just the narrator, and I really enjoy the story. Is the Lightbringer trilogy, and uh, and you get to play Tia. Now yeah. I, I I didn't realize that that you guys went with a British Indian accent. Yeah, that was I think originally I think that was Johan's choice. Yeah, kind of wanted. Well, Johan started that book and then Rose took it over on the last on the last incarnation of it. Yeah, he wanted vaguely Indian but not completely. Yeah, so I I went with this kind of like hybrid breeding. That's uh, the thing about these fantasy Indian right sort of these fantasy titles don't exist in anywhere. You know, you can't and and you have to ground it in some kind of accent that's that's. That's of our world, or else you know nobody will sound you know like they're from the same country. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, you know, if people just made up their own dialect, uh, which could be fun, but it would take a it lot would of take work. a long time. <laughs> I mean, it's been it's been great around here because you know a lot of our fantasy series are set in 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 Brit world as we call yeah. it. But we've also you know we've had some really good series just straight up American. Yep, American fantasy. Yeah, no reason that it because it's a fantasy that it has to be British. No, straight no. out of Anaconda. <laughs> From a magical kingdom called South of the River, there comes a wonderful king. Now, uh, another one of my favorite series that I started as director of and, and handed the, uh, it over into the capable hands of uh, Nathaniel Perry is the Nuclear Bombshell series. Oh, those so, are so you got fun. to you got to play basically a female Santa Claus, right? Yeah, or basically kind of like a female. Santa Claus slash kind of like Queen of the Elves right. of the North Pole. That um, was it. That was uh, uh, nuclear bombshell number four, the frost-haired vixen. And I just remember, I mean, like, there are all these, all these scenes where I was turning the elves into some sort of like I, I can't remember, uh, like terrible, horrible drones, and the elves were doing all sorts of terrible things. And as soon as we ended the take of a line, Nathaniel and I would both go, "Yay!" <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those series where where literally just about anything could happen. I mean, there, you know, it was it was uh, the premise was futuristic sci-fi film noir detective but any old premise you want to wedge into that would could fly and because since it was all you know for you know humorous intent so well i mean you, that's that's the opportunity if it's going to be made up make it up yeah have fun and speaking of uh wacky fantasy the goblin trilogy uh yeah, you got to do a Scottish goblin. Yes, who was inspired by the friend who used to be called Taggart. Oh, right, right. <laughs> yes, exactly. they, that all comes around. Exactly. That's a callback, everyone. That's a callback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dylan Lynch was the lead in that. He played Jig the Goblin, right? Yes, 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 yes. And I didn't, so. I, I didn't meet him until much later, and then I was like, oh, you are my Jig. Yeah, that's one of the aspects of, of the graphic audio experience is you get to, frequently you get to meet people you've already worked with uh, for uh, like 30 or 40 titles. Right. <laughs> and you don't know. And you don't you, know what yeah. you, yeah. Well, that's okay. one of the fascinating things about now um, adapting scripts is that 
I get to actually keep in mind who all the voices are in a single story. Whereas usually I just come in and I was like, who, who's my same partner? Is that? Oh, and yeah. I know who they are. I'm yeah. sure it's going to be fine. But now like I get to ask Nan, like, who's going to be this in well, Mission's you, Adventures? You get first yeah. contact with a script, which is yeah. unique for an actor to, to have that perspective. You get to see, I mean, you get to really know this story, yeah. which isn't always the case with actors that come in for, you know, yeah. sessions. Yeah, but it's, it's also just fascinating as I'm adapting the story to, like, imagine the character in my head and then when I find out who she's cast to play that character to be yeah. like, oh yes, that's perfect. Now, so. do you ever lobby for a character uh, since you are you have the, the... I did... Oh, you mean lobby oh. to play a character? Yeah, exactly. So this Didn't would... know I could! <laughs> I, I, I just I just cast myself at this point. Yeah, That's well, the way I do it. Can well. I just cast myself? Can I just be like, sure. here's the script. I would like to be. She won't pay attention. She'll just I would see like that to be the cowboy. Oh, that must be re- just put recurring next to it in and fact, your name. And just it's call done. The, yeah, just call oh, the nice. call the character Yasmin. Oh, excellent. That's it. <laughs> I every time there's a Scott in the script, I never play him. <laughs> I do. That's why. I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> you are a chameleon. And therefore, six feet tall and a very deep-voiced man. In fact, that was just me speaking for the past two minutes. (laughs) Scott's not even here. (laughs) There is no Scott, only Zool. So, Scott, talk about Ghostfinders. Well, she got it all wrong. (laughs) She said Jasmine in Ghostfinders 4, and yes, she did play a character named uh, Jasmine in in, in, uh, Ghostfinders 4. Wasn't that the name? But you met Sally in Ghostfinders 5. Oh! Oh, 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 I was looking back through all my cast lists and I got that. Yeah. You got that because they were both northern girls, but I was like, mm. she did so good with the little northern girl, the little whiny girl at the bar. I'm going to give her the big whiny girl. <laughs> um, and and that was the thing. That's, the, the, we work with some really good people and there are some accents that everybody can do and then there's some accents that you... Nobody can do. You don't want to come up. <laughs> You know, you don't want Welsh. You don't want to set your book in Wales. Because we, we're, we're good at, we're very good at General Brit. We're very good at Scottish. Welsh is the holy grail of accents. Even our UK actors can't really do Welsh that well. I mean, but, but, but Northern is another one of those accents. And for those of you who are not familiar with these designations, if you've ever watched Downton Abbey, the servants in Downton Abbey all have northern accents. I remember I remember doing the Shadow Trilogy, and I gave Yasmin a character, and, and I said, can you do a northern accent? And she went, oh! <laughs> because she'd been watching Downton Abbey. It was like her first chance to, to do it. And, and it was, she knocked it out of the park. It was she a lot of fun. continues to knock it out of the park. I mean, that's the thing about this, this character, Sally. Sally was this girl who had gotten a job at a haunted radio station, and she was just scared. And, but she was ballsy, and she uh, she was going to stick it out because she couldn't afford to lose the job one more time. Otherwise, they were going to take away her benefits. So, Damn it. And then the, at the... At Damn the, the social system. At the, at the request of me, she just nailed it with just the ballsiest out-and-out performance of, just a, of a northern girl I had ever heard. So I was very proud of her. Awesome. He's only heard three. <laughs> and I played two of them. <laughs> but that's okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. It's gentle. It's still. Uh, what do we got left? Let's see. Uh, oh, uh, how, now how do you? Oh, well, oh, I, oh, I skipped Jackie. over once in a blue moon because that's the sequel oh, yeah. to. That's actually part, sort of part of. Um, uh, 
it's the a, Forest Kingdom saga. Oh, is it really? Okay. Isn't it? Yes. It's a sequel. It is the final chapter in the Forest Kingdom and saga. And how did you pronounce the name? Was it Jackie. Ja- it is Jackie. That's how Terrence... It's just spelled J-A-C-Q-U-I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that's how Terrence pronounced it, so... That is correct. Yeah. I, I, I happened to adapt that one, and, uh, and uh, Jackie was this uh, um, wonderful sort of, uh, like... Um, Petty thief and and all about uh, trouble lockpicker troubleshooter oh, yeah. okay. in the castle and I wanted her to have a bigger role but she had one great scene and then immediately disappeared from the book <laughs> I like to think she went on to have so many awful. wonderful adventures yeah, she may have the run sped off one day she did in my own head <laughs> but uh, no nah, and uh, she's running her own thieving corporation there's <laughs> <laughs> a great scene where she's like going into a room she's not supposed to be in and the prince looks at her and goes uh, you can put that down and she said can't help can't can't blame a girl for trying <laughs> she also uh, Yas- uh, Yasmin mentioned her favorite one oh. of her favorite lines can uh, you do yeah. that for us it's time for the brute force and sudden violence <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could, that, that's sort of now my, my mantra for, you know, it's just, it, that's a good guideline. Awesome. For life. Well, in traffic in D.C., you know it. It's true. Oh, yes, yes, mm. yes. So you guys uh, obviously have worked together. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? When did you guys first meet? Safeway, 1976. <laughs> it was a Tuesday. I felt the wind blowing through my hair, but it was actually the vegetables. The no, vegetables. I had just thrown some some green giant mixed vegetables at him. Oh, that was I remember exciting. exactly where we met. I remember exactly. See if you, you remember. I'll start. I'll say uh, audition. Uh-huh. Oh, of course. Forgot a vengeance. No. Yeah. Oh, was it? I don't remember. You were eating pizza. Was I at, at an audition? Yeah, we were. Well, we were sitting outside the door waiting to go in. She may have already gone in, but had come back to hang out because she wanted oh. to hang out with her friends. Getman was ha- was was the doorminder. Tim uh-huh. Getman was the doorminder at that point, and uh, doorminder. And uh, we we uh, got cast in our first show for a company which we're still both company members of, Rorschach Theater. Yes. Oh. And uh, I played a Jewish pimp. <laughs> and you. I played one of the whores in the brothel. Oh. And and very little has changed about our working relationship <laughs> since. I it's, mean, it's pretty much the same things over and over I, again. I know what I, I know how to Only treat my girls. Only the ethnicity has changed. Yeah, it's just another <laughs> and and time periods, but pretty much it's always another resultata, you know. The best thing about the show is we did it in the lobby of the JCC on 16th Street in January. In January, oh, this it was, was so you froze your yeah. Our, our, what about the audiences? Very small. They could. They were more clothed. Well, they were. They were small. <laughs> They were small Jewish people, so you know, they were they they were packed in tight. Um, I remember Very remember there was fake fur coats. Well, there was this there was this one time where we were doing the show and it blizzard, just February blizzard, right. and we had like three people in the audience, but we couldn't cancel the show because these people had showed up. And this yeah. tiny tiny man with this huge fur hat sitting in the front row, smiling. And just so happy. And after the show, he comes up to me and says, thank you. Thank you for doing the show. And I was like, you have the best hat. <laughs> um, and then, let's see, then we, we just kept doing shows together. Exactly. Well, we did no, well, we did two shows in a row, I suppose, back to back. We did God of Vengeance and, and The Illusion back to back. Right. What else have we done together? We did uh, In the Boom Boom Room. Oh, shoot, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, Skin of Our Teeth. Skin of Our Teeth. Ah. Uh, Fair Ladies and Game of Poem Cards. References to Salvador Dali Make Me Hot. 
Is that uh, a line or is that a personal uh, word? Uh, it was the title of the play. Yeah, it was the title of the oh, play. Oh, she <laughs> played a cat, I played the moon. You said it so convincingly. <laughs> I she, I, I, that was a, that, I Danny Gavigan was in that one with us. Oh, so yeah. was Gabrielle Fernandez Coffee. Yes. And uh, that's it from our, our worship crew. Yeah, uh, well, but, for the graphic audio. Uh, yeah, for the graphic yeah. audio crew. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of DC actors, and uh, we obviously work here at Graphic Audio, and a lot of uh, Graphic Audio actors have worked with Rorschach in the past, and and um, you know they're the kind of gutsy people you you uh, you want to have working. You for require, you. yeah, I mean, to do this job. I have a little game I'd like oh, to play yeah, with yeah. Yasmin, oh, um, and I've prepared. Um, Backgammon. Uh, Dwayne, you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. You got, right. you got, you got, wake the, up, wake up, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> Game show intro music, please. He said, right. "Twin is in sugar shock from all the Oreos." <laughs> the double stuff. And now it's time to play everyone's favorite game: Yasmin's graphic audio characters, or a member of the 2012 gold medal-winning U.S. Women's Olympic water polo team. All right, all right. So, so Scott has a pretty good knack at picking seventy type. Well, theme song. There's no better objective. Let's be honest. Uh, so, what is the? I agree. How many does uh, Yasmin need to get to right to win? Oh, if Yasmin gets five right, okay. she what will win. she win? Tell us what she wins. She will win her choice of a toy that I will present to her from my desk. <laughs> wow, and, which will either and be made of Legos or it will be Doctor Who related. All yeah, of which well, is no, there's no, there's there's a wealth of figurines and comic. Uh, oh, yeah. Chotsky's of all. It's sorts. a virtual playland. When the when the when the toddlers come through graphic audio, they immediately gravitate towards Scott's. And that sounds so, awful. The way you just said that, the toddlers <laughs> flock towards Scott. What am I? Like sending a bait? Am I baiting oh, a trap? You're like Santa Claus. Yeah. You're like, it's like a playland. It's, yeah. it's entirely wholesome. And I don't know, you know, what's going through your mind. Young so young. welcome to this game. <laughs> Yasmin, as I was announcing the name of the game show, yes. it's that simple. These are either characters that you played in a graphic audio book or a member of the 2012 gold medal winning U.S. Women's Olympic water polo team. Never forget, women, you won, and we appreciate you. Woo! So what I'll do is I'll read the name of one of the one either a character from one of our graphic audio books, okay, or a member of the water polo team, and you have to tell me which it is, whether it is a character you played or a water polo. Most of my characters don't have last names. That should be a tip off right there. Oh, they do. Oh. Oh, you just don't know because because you don't read your character descriptions <laughs> carefully. <laughs> I just look at first name, colon. All right. The first question. Betsy Armstrong. Water polo. You are correct. Ding, 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 She was ding, born ding. January 31st, 1983 in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Congratulations. Whoa. That's one correct. Nice. But strangely, she had a Welsh accent. Mm. The next one. <laughs> May Tate. Oh, that's a character I played. Now for a bonus. What book? Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I died. Oh, no, wait. No, that would have been Burns Family Ranch. Ding, 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 ding. Wow. All right. That's All two. right. Well done. Okay. Let's go. Because it's one play I played more than once. She didn't die for some reason. Heather Petrie. Oh, that's a character I played. No. Oh, it's right. <laughs> <laughs> June 13, oh, 1978, Oakland, California. Oh, good, good. So this is going to be harder than I thought. It should have uh, been somebody I, I played. Uh, Could have been somebody you played. Yeah. All right. How well do you swim? Now. Fake swim or real swim? 
water polo. Well, yeah. you ride the horses, don't you? The oh, horses right. swim. <laughs> Melissa Seidman. <laughs> Go ahead. Melissa Seidman. That's, I'm pretty sure, water polo. Correct. All right. An American water polo player born in 1990. Now. All right, so she's got she's got three right. Three right. How many how many questions? We got two left? more questions. We got three more questions, so you have to get two out of the three. Get two out of the three. Ready? To yes. win a, a prize from Scott's drawer. Sally Boone. That's a character I played. I'm pretty sure. Correct. From Sons of Texas, number one. Right. Sally was a Spitfire leader of a small wagon train that is taking whiskey to not. not uh, Nacogdoches uh, to sell. Very good. Well done. So she only has to get one more right. <laughs> Woo! All right. She's got four. Two questions left. Wing Sun. Oh, that's something I've played. That's correct. No. AKA Black Lotus. <laughs> Tall, beautiful young woman. Daughter of Wing Ko, Chinese. <laughs> there are sparks between her and Six Killer, but nothing more. She is educated and also speaks English very well, with only a slight Chinese accent. And there you have Yasmin Plaza, our character or water polo player. Well done. Well done. Oh. <laughs> so. Tell us, God, what does she win? I think she's won the Batman action figure I got from my Happy Meal toy the other day. Awesome! Uh, Where did you get it? I'll go get it. <laughs> then you can really talk about me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can hardly wait. Okay. So, all right, so what's the real dirt on Scott? The real dirt on Scott is actually a combination of um, fine uh, clay soil. Oh. And um, then, strangely enough, some oil from the backs of seals in the Gulf. I can see that. Ah, yes, I can see yes, that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he likes to say it's but he's tan because he's been to the beach, but it's it's actually dirt. <laughs> the beach? <coughs> okay, uh, Scott's back. What I miss? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. We were here's talking about oh, your toys. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, Ooh, like it's, the, it's like the animated Batman. Yeah, he's it? got or a permanent uh, bent leg. Pu push the push the button down back. He has no trunks, however. Yeah. He's the modern Batman. Whoa! Oh, he kicks. He's a self-kicking Batman. He kicks. <laughs> and then when he's not kicking, kinda he's got a kind of... looks like goose-stepping, actually. Kinda, uh, he's kind of like <laughs> Angelina Jolie with a little leg I'm out I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> Here, you can do the vocals for him because you, you, you play Batman. You're like, Take that and that and that. Welcome to Batman. Cracking. Welcome to Batman <laughs> the Musical. And now, now he's a rockhead. Yeah, I was gonna say he's at the dance bar. Woo! And kick and turn and kick and turn. Five and six and seven and eight and ball change, ball change, flat ball change. Spin. Oh! Oh! He's stuck. Oh no! That really hurts. Oh, wow, look at he's got he's got fabulous extension. He does. Oh, he could do the splits. Oh. Look at that. He's, and now he's that just stretching. Looks, that looks like Batman in yoga class. See, this is why you guys don't get toys. <laughs> That's it. why you don't have nice toys. You broke it. You broke it. No, no, he's not broken. He still works. He can yeah. kick, right? They'll never stand right again. Oh, you're right. He'll never he's walk fine. alone. He's fine. Look. I'm... Batman. So, so yes. Do and you have I'm any funny. questions for Rick? I think Rick would love. You know, oh, if you, you've ever had any questions for Rick? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> this look of panic comes over Yasmin's face. I, I, <laughs> I don't even know what I can ask. I mean, either. Yeah, there's nothing. I'm, I'm, He's an open book. My life's you know. an open book. He's an open book and yeah. a mystery. I'm an enigma wrapped in 
bacon. And, and bacon. <laughs> so it's very it's tasty. A bit of cheese. It's very tasty, but it's also and bad then chicken for fried. You. Too much of me is bad for you, baby. If you put white <laughs> gravy on it, it tastes great. It tastes fine. Is that sawmill gravy? I'm going to leave that one alone. Is what? Sa- sawmill gravy is like gravy with extra sawdust? Twain, help us. Help us, Twain. <laughs> you can get all these books that we've heard today at www.graphicaudio.net. I'd like to thank Yasmin Twazon. I would, yeah. You Yasmin, won't, you are such a good like sport. To. Well, go ahead, Scott. Thank you. I, I, I think that, uh, that it goes without saying that this will be one of our most popular podcasts this week. So what and did you say? It's the only podcast <laughs> this week. <laughs> I don't... I, I, it may not be the only podcast. Well, maybe we'll save this up and release them in, I in actually, a batch I, of... Like, I like, like a flock of doves. You know, I have a like podcast when the, when question. When the Pope is... Uh, uh, oh, yeah? when, when is the um, MJ versus Eric Messner, Messner Smackdown podcast oh, going to happen? I don't know. Is there something brewing? Uh, is there... No, I think if you just put them the two of them in oh, the room and have oh. like a podcast Smackdown between the two of them, that could be epic. Two go in, only one comes out. Yes. Um, there would be hurt feelings. Oh. Um, I don't... I think most of them would be well, mine. Well, MJ is very Because sensitive. what would happen is they would not turn on one another. They would turn on the person that put them in the room together. That's the way the two of them would function. So it, you would think, oh, they're... they're so they're, we trap them. That's sweet. what we do. Enough swap crimes. Them, yeah. Swap murders. Switch yes. swap. As Scott and Yasmin plan their sinister plot, <laughs> the rest of us will, will bid a fond farewell to the graphic audio uh, <clears throat> audience, uh, at least for the time being, hopefully. Who knows? We may never return again after this experience. Hell, podcast. We just need some paper clips and some peanut butter. And a roll of duct tape and two women from Norway. Dwayne, take us out of here. <laughs> Peace.